Hey there, welcome to Your Living Health. This is the podcast where we talk about real life strategies to reduce your chronic inflammation. Each episode, we're going to uncover tools for how you can lose weight and achieve optimal health. I'm your host, Carly Lucchese. I'm a UC Davis trained registered dietitian, and I'm also a life coach. So together, let's coach through the science of inflammation, but in a way that's simple, purposeful, and fun. You ready? Let's go. Hey there. Today's episode, we're going to focus all about headaches. Um, Headaches plague a lot of you. So I just wanted to set aside an episode just to kind of talk on it. We can dig deeper in future episodes, but I really want to help you to have the tools to know what to do now so that you can have some relief from those frequent headaches. As you know, there's many things that can cause headaches and Um, There's many different types of headaches. So there's tension and migraines and ocular headaches, cluster headaches, other types that are a little bit less common. But what I want to focus on today is that there's many different triggers and causes of headaches just within the umbrella of inflammation and foods and hydration and nutrients. So today, my goal is to help you to better understand what may be causing your daily headaches, and exactly what steps you can try to get rid of them for good. And although we're going to be focusing on a lot of action, I never ever want you to forget about what drives your action, right? Remember, it's likely that you already know the what to do, right? But the problem may be an inability to consistently show up for yourself in the way that you want to. And the perfect example of this surrounds the most common headache trigger. Everybody, that's dehydration, right? It just seems so obvious. Why am I even bringing it up? And it's because this is a big factor with a ton of my clients. And the problem never is that they don't know that they should be drinking water. Like everybody knows they should be drinking more water. But the problem is always in the lack of follow through. What is standing in the way of your hydration? And just know that like you already know all the excuses. I already know all the excuses, right? I've heard them all. I don't like the taste of water or I just forget. And, you know, I don't have to. I don't like peeing all day. It's just annoying. I don't have time for that. Or water is just boring, you know, so on. And insert your excuse why you don't drink water. But I want to observe this daily need a little bit closer. So how is the way that you're thinking about your water consumption getting in the way of your goals? And knowing that our thoughts create our feelings, which drive our actions, observe what those thoughts may be generating in your life. Even those thoughts that seem factual might still just need to be observed, right? Because even this is a thought, I need to drink more water. (laughs) Or this is a thought, I don't like the taste of water. I don't have time to pee all day. Like, what is the result of thinking these thoughts? Is it serving you? What energy might be generated instead 
to create the result of more water in your day. And this could even be a simple shift of I need to drink water to I want to or I get to drink water. Even a little shift like that in the way that you're thinking might help to generate a little bit more useful energy. Or you could shift to sometimes I forget to drink water, but not always. So you still have that core belief in place that you forget to drink water. But we just are going to bridge that. So start to shift that thought to say not all the time, though. Some days I do drink my water. And this might help your brain to actually remember this more during the day because you haven't just written it off, right? I forget to drink my water. You're saying it like it's a fact. It's totally just you're pointing out reality. But really, that thought is driving the action of forgetting to drink water. So if you want to drink more water, let's help to shift your brain into the space where it actually even cares to remember it more during the day. And we want to generate emotions that are going to serve you instead of hinder you. So emotions that might serve you a little bit better look like determination or acceptance or desire. What thoughts would you need to think in order to generate those emotions? Or more importantly, I want you to consider asking your brain the question, why am I choosing to remain dehydrated? And just be curious what your brain reveals to you. Why are you choosing not to drink water? You're not forgetting to drink water. You're not not drinking water because you don't like the taste. These are just thoughts. But why are you choosing not to is really the more important question. So in summary, dehydration, of course, can cause a lack of fluid volume in your body and it can lead to undue pressure on your nerves, especially in your head. As your brain shrink, shrinks, it puts pressure on your nerves and boom, you have a headache. So <laughs> now let's go ahead and move forward and discuss a little bit more tangible style food triggers. So there's many chemical compounds within certain foods that can affect how big or how small your blood vessels actually are. Um, this can be called either vasoconstriction, constrict, right, or vasodilation, dilate, bigger. So your body is generally pretty sensitive to changes in your blood vessel diameter. So sometimes even a slight change here might be enough to trigger a headache or to trigger, even worse, a migraine. But some people, hopefully this isn't you, but some people are just more sensitive than others. Some people can handle more of a shift in this area and have it not really affect the overall picture and symptoms that they develop. And some people might. So some of you might trigger to a very small dose of certain chemicals and others, it might take a ton of exposure multiple days in a row. But this is the thing that needs to be explored more on an individual basis once that sensitivity is uncovered in the first place. So chemicals that can lead to a narrowing of your blood vessels, so this is the vasoconstriction, include the chemicals tyramine, phenylethylamine, caffeine, and sodium. 
So these are just four of the really common ones that you probably see most every day in a normal diet pattern. So tyramine and phenylethylamine, they're both naturally occurring chemical compounds that are found in aged, fermented, or spoiling foods. So examples of this could be like cured meats or aged stinky cheeses or like fermented foods, wine, beers, kombuchas, um, like like leftovers. If it's aged in your fridge a few days, it's, it's definitely aging. But really with your tyramine and your phenylethylamine, it's going to be mostly um, a little bit more focused on like a curing or an intentional type aging process in order to develop flavors from the bacteria actually degrading the food. So all of you charcuterie entertainers and wine and cheese indulgers, you might want to question this food relationship if you do get frequent headaches. So other chemicals that can cause this vasoconstriction include caffeine and sodium. So caffeine, obviously, this is the thing that's going to be in coffee, your tea, um, energy drinks, and uh, this one can also cause that vasoconstriction and sodium too, because sodium, if you're eating a lot of those preserved foods or you are adding a lot of sodium to your food, then it might artificially cause this constriction type effect as well, or even a water retention effect, which might lead to more of that pressure um, that could be felt on your blood vessels. So sodium and caffeine might be a little bit less of like that chemical type trigger and more of that dose-dependent trigger that's honestly going to pull down into that genetic level of how you actually deal with processing your caffeine or sodium in the first place. Uh, Let's go ahead and speak on vasodilation for a second. So the main chemicals that can lead to um, this widening of your blood vessels and that might lead to headaches or migraine primarily is going to surround your nitrates, your nitrites, um, and alcohol in low to moderate doses. So your nitrates, this is found in a lot of different lunch meats. And um, there's now many lunch meats that don't have nitrates, which is a common preservative that's used. So now you can find lunch meats that are cured with, you know, different salts, such as celery salt. Uh, But And there's more and more of them out on the market, so we don't have to hate on lunch meats too much. But traditionally, they're also fairly high in sodium, too. So you might just have kind of this double hit of a migraine or a headache trigger when you're starting to get into a few of those more processed type meat products. Another thing that can cause vasodilation in moderate doses is alcohol. So we all know that alcohol can absolutely induce headaches, right? Day of, during, (laughs) after the fact. And the headache, the cause of it is going to be different things. So in the moment when you're having kind of like a glass or two of wine or beer, so that may lead to a 
dilation effect, but it also has a diuretic effect that can cause you to lose fluids, leading to that more dehydration style type headache after the fact, especially if you have too much. Or if you have too much later in the night, it can even lead to the vasoconstriction. So it can start by dilating and then it can lead to constricting and that dehydration type effect. So you're not only affecting your blood vessel circumference, but you're also affecting your fluid, your total body fluid volume. With alcohol, there is so much headache potential. Because we haven't even played also, this is just kind of the alcohol compound. But then within the different types of alcohol, there's a lot of other headache or migraine triggers, such as, you know, the fermented or the aging process of beers and wines can lead to some of those naturally occurring chemical compounds to have a higher dose there. So you might not even be dealing with the vasoconstriction, vasodilation, but it may be more of a chemical reaction um, than anything. So there's also a large group of chemicals that can cause headaches simply because they they kind of trigger your body to feel threatened. Um, therefore, this sense of being threatened can initiate the inflammatory response. And this response is going to lead to a vasoconstriction type effect because literally the blood vessel walls can become inflamed. This is amazing, right? So like this this is causing a constriction from a totally different angle. And these chemicals that that are very frequent um, chemicals that can lead to your body feeling threatened include histamines, MSG, so this is mono, monosodium glutamate, and then emulsifiers such as like lecithin and preservatives such as sulfites or sorbic acid. So I want to dig in just a little bit into what foods you might see within each of these different food categories. Um, but overall, these foods kind of include broad categories like your seafood and citrus, tomatoes, your berries, and of course your fermented and aged products. But I think a little bit easier to avoid is your antifungals or your more chemical-based preservatives and emulsifiers because these foods are, they're just found in processed foods because they're added as preservatives, right? So a good rule of thumb is just to avoid most of these products um, that have more than five ingredients on a nutrition label. That way you know that it's fresh, it's minimally processed, or you just simply buy foods that are whole and then you fix them, prep them yourselves. So when it comes to histamines, we're, we're absolutely going to do a an entire episode on this topic because it's not only a headache trigger, but it can lead to many other symptom development just because of its intense reaction on the body. So your histamines are primarily found in your seafood, your aged foods, um, 
foods that are uh, like leftovers in the fridge, your citrus products, or berries. Those are going to be like the heavy hitters in regards to your histamine exposure. MSG is found traditionally and I guess stereotypically in your Chinese foods, but it also can be found in a lot of different um, dressings or mixes. So like the powder mixes that you use to season things, it's used in a lot of those as like a flavor enhancer. Emulsifiers such as lethicin, you'll see this as like sunflower lethicin or more commonly soy lethicin. These things can be found in anything that needs to have a liquid and a fat combine. (laughs) So your lethicin is going to be found in a lot of different chocolates or a lot of different, um, even like your, um, a lot of baked goods are going to have any lethicin. So just kind of watch out for that as kind of a headache trigger. Preservatives your sulfites are are most commonly going to be found in your dried fruits, sulfites, sulfates. And then your sorbic acid is going to be one of those more generalized antifungals that can be found in food. So, okay, so that's kind of your, this is more of like an overview of the different foods that I want you to begin to take notice of and um, watch out for. But lastly, the other foods that you might need to be aware of are a lot more unique to you, right? They are the unique and the random foods that your body might feel threatened by that's specific to you. So there isn't really a rhyme or reason as to why your body might develop this intolerance or sensitivity to various foods, but it really is a common occurrence. So when your body feels threatened, the release of chemical warfare that is meant to protect you can also lead to the triggering of headache as a symptom because that chemical warfare that gets released can actually be the thing that triggers symptoms. So it could have nothing to do with the food that you're ingesting, (laughs) but more the thing that you're naturally secreting in order to protect yourself, right? But as always, I want to discuss and really focus on what actions that you can take today to either avoid or get you out of your current headache, So I threw a lot of information at you. I really kind of wanted to give you this umbrella of the things that might be triggering your headaches in the first place. So I want you to be able to leave here today knowing exactly where you should start. And this, of course, is going to start with drinking your fluids. And in my experience, carbonated fluids, you know, your bubbly water, your Perrier, whatever the thing, it does not suffice. It does not meet this generalized hydration need for whatever reason. Um, But if you're drinking your water, you're hydrated, um, and you're still having frequent headaches, I would be suspicious then of the amount of caffeine that you're 
ingesting during the day. Maybe it more has to do with your body's ability to break down that caffeine molecule. And it might just be resulting in your body kind of being a little bit more strained during the day because of the amount of caffeine that you're doing. Um, With caffeine, obviously, you don't want to um, go cold turkey. (laughs) That can really be a migraine trigger. So really, if you're suspicious that you're having too much caffeine throughout the day, definitely taper that caffeine nice and slow. Okay, so next on the list of possible and most potential culprits is going to be your histamines that you're being exposed to. Um, If you want, go ahead and go back to where I kind of went over what foods produce or um, cause you to secrete the most histamines and try to slowly taper those out of your diet and see if that helps out a little bit. And next are the chemicals that are meant to preserve foods. So then I want you to focus on whole and unprocessed foods for a bit and just see if that alleviates the frequency or the intensity of your specific headaches. And then finally, for those of you Dude, if you're deep in the throes of a headache and you're seeking that immediate relief, I just want to um, be the bearer of bad news for just a second and just let you know that traditional painkillers like ibuprofen and Tylenol, I would strongly recommend minimizing your use of these or avoiding your use of these altogether because very often the the clients that I have had actually react more towards these chemical compounds than is actually doing good. So it can actually prolong or worsen the intensity of the headache just simply because you're introducing another chemical into your system that your body feels threatened by. Often your body, it's going to release more headache-inducing chemical warfare when it's exposed to these medications, right? And we don't want that. You're trying to alleviate your headache. So the best remedy that I know of is absolutely going to be water, And if you need to throw some electrolytes in there, that might be a really good option. Um, Or even some B vitamins that can help out to maybe um, dilate your blood vessels a little bit. And another thing that I found to be very helpful is a high quality omega-3 fatty acid supplement. And we'll dig into your omega-3 in future episodes, but... Your, your quality is really going to be important with this one because only certain types of omega-3 fatty acids can actually cross the blood-brain barrier and lead to a decrease in your brain inflammation. Very important, right? If you're having frequent headaches, chances are your brain's inflamed. And chances are some of the other symptoms that you may have associated with this brain style inflammation is going to look like brain fog and fatigue and forgetfulness and insomnia and all the things that go along with an inflamed brain. Okay, so in summary, headaches are not fun and they can be an annoying 
burden that many of you face every single day. There's many triggers of headaches uh, from dehydration to your own naturally secreting defense mechanism. But I want you to be rest assured that the source of your headache can absolutely be pinpointed. And to date, 100% of my clients no longer experience daily headaches if that was one of their primary symptoms that they were dealing with prior to undergoing their program with me. And this process of uncovering and really being that scientist of your body, this process does take a willingness to truly listen and understand that unique language that your body speaks. But ultimately, just, again, be rest assured that your body does not want to have a headache every day. Like, that's not your body's comfort zone. There is a reason. There is a cause or some trigger that is leading to the formation of a headache every day. And if you take the time to truly listen... I promise it can be uncovered and this can be a thing of your past. All right. So thank you so much for your interest in today's episode. And as always, I cannot wait to talk to you again next week. All right. Bye, guys. Hey, if you're in the market for some personalized attention, I want to encourage you to head on over to yourlivinghealth.com and book your free introductory consult. For those of you who are loving this information, please go ahead and leave me a review so that others can have easier access to this information. Or leave me a comment or a question that you have about one of these episodes or even an idea for a future episode. As always, thank you so much for your interest in reducing your inflammation and I'll talk to you soon.